I'm Carl Prince, and this is Insights, the podcast of Elite Admit. Thank you for joining me. Today, we're going to dive into the new version of the GMAT, which is the GMAT Focus Edition. There's a lot of great information out there on GMAT Focus, but what seems to be missing is practical and useful information from the people who've actually taken it, which is why I've invited our guest today who's done just that. His name is Crit. So before we go any further, I'm going to let him introduce himself. Take it away, Crit. Um, hi, everyone. Hi, every listener. Hi, Carl. Like, it's so good to be here. Um, so just a little bit about myself. I am Crit, and I'm currently working in like, DNA Canvas, a health tech startup. Like, um, we are doing the at-home test kit for genetic risks and any genetic predisposition. Like, uh, so I, I won't get into that detail. I graduated from BBA Chula. And yeah, I've been in GMAT journey since the very beginning of the year. It's, it's December now, so I, I could say that I, <laughs> I am with GMAT for a year already. Yeah, I, I took three GMAT classic and the two GMAT focus tests. Okay, fantastic. We're going to get into that in just a moment, obviously. That's the whole... Uh, I want to see your evolution, right? How it all happened, how you got from where you were to where you are now, right? We're not going to discuss, discuss scores, obviously, but we know you have a happy ending, so that's going to be good news, right? But here's what I want to do. You know, this is this is really important. GMAT is like the biggest pain point, if not, you know, one of the biggest pain points at an interview, right? So it's a really important conversation to have, especially this time of year when both options are available, right? So I think your insights are going to be really, really helpful and maybe even help relieve some of the anxiety that people are feeling about taking the test right now, right? And I also wanna say thank you because I know you're in the middle of round two applications. So we're gonna keep the conversation brief, but I really, really appreciate your coming and taking the time. You just took it on Friday, right? So it's, so what I wanna do is let's just back up in the very, very beginning. So you alluded that you started at the beginning of the year, right? So kind of take us on your journey, You know, the, the tests, your evolution, right? When you decided when you were gonna switch, just, just give us a big overview, an overview, please. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Carl. So, um, actually, I think, like, um, to, to to be honest, I wasn't planning to take the GMAT focus at the first place. I think, like, it's too much of a risk, and like, it's completely new. Like, no one knows much about it. But like, um, I think it's this decision like happens in the middle of my GMAT test, and I realized like. Um, that's something like need to be changed. Okay, um, so let me begin. What do you mean with... something needs to be changed? I'm sorry to interrupt. What do you mean by that? Something needs to be changed. Yeah, um, so so uh, I, to, to be honest, um, I think like a little bit of my background is like, I've been away from the test for too long. Like it's, it's seven years since I was graduated from university, right? And I... I, I I'm not the one who did really well in the test either. Like so, so, so it's like it's kind of like a difficult situation to be in. Like I think many professionals could relate, like to myself, when they're taking like a lot of time off of the exam and then like they have to retake it again, right? Um, so the the problem is like I I struggle with GMAT a lot, like and and like so so. Um, in GMAT Classic, there, there's a that you only need a score from verbal and quant, right? And like there's another part that is not like calculated, which is IR integrated reasoning and the the um, the writing part. Right. Yeah. So so um, it's on. I think I realized this around like 
July or August, I made I, I made the, the the decision after like one month from my I think one month from my third GMAT test. Um, so it's I think it's normal that people look into like their ESR score, right? Because like okay, you have to know what is your um pain points, what is your weakness in that, right? And like it happens to me every time that like I always struggle with sentence correction. Like um, I, I, I was able to do like critical reasoning really well. Like it's been, it's always been my strength since like, since forever. And like, um, and the reading comprehension, I think like I'm um, a, a regular readers of like English texts or magazine or books. So, so like I kind of um, get um, familiar to like reading the long passage or, con or conversation this and that, right? Um, so the things that have been hindering my verbal score is the sentence correction. And I couldn't do it well. Like I did the, most of the practice um, on, on sentence correction, but like I, I realized that I'm the one who learned English by ear or like learn by like, um, like in, in normal life because I used to play games a lot, right? Yeah, so, so, so it's hard for me to like get the sentence right, 100% right. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, and the another part is like I always get a good score in integrated reasoning. So like um, I I I got like ninety percentile every time I did it. Even like I didn't study for it. I uh, I didn't read much about it. I didn't try to understand it because you don't have to, right? It's unnecessary. Yeah, but it seems like um my professional experience in in at choppy or at dna canvas like we tend to use a lot of data a, a lot of graph like to to make some decision and it's been like a real not not that difficult for me to understand the graph understand the interpret interpretations of like different tables and and graphics that they are presenting so i was thinking like my professional experience help me a lot on this okay. yeah i think i think so i'm, I'm gonna be curious to see how you did in the data insights and we're going to get to that in just a moment but i think what you've sort of categorized is a pretty typical journey for most people right i mean obviously you keep taking the test until you find a score that you're happy with and you want to submit with right and i also think you know and we say this all the time the gmat really doesn't tell you how smart you are it just tells you how good you are at taking the gmat right so I think it's actually smart that you decided to try something different, right, to see if you could get a better result. And you also took the EA, right? And I think, and we'll get into this maybe in a moment if we have time, but I think the EA, which you did really well in on your very first time out, as I recall, right, that's structured a little bit differently. It, it's by GMAT as well, GMAC, right? And I yeah. think, if I'm not mistaken, that, that the new Focus Edition sort of more closely mirrors that in terms of like day-to-day -day practical information, right, that you use to make these decisions. So it makes perfect sense that since you did so well on the EA, you know, that you would do better on the GMAT uh, focus edition, right? Now, I don't know, this is just a hunch. I haven't seen the details of the tests, but based on what I know from, from speaking to people, that seems to be kind of a, a good correlation, right? EA is much more practical, right? Yeah. But a few yeah. schools offer it, right? And you were wise, I think, think to do that. Yeah, um, yeah. So so let's do this. So let's frame the discussion by by just real quickly going through some of the changes, the major changes. So then we can talk more specifically how you approach those, right? So 
We know the new one. So there's three sections, 45 minutes long each. So the big change, first of all, is the timing, right? So it's gone from uh, three hours and some change, three hours and 15 minutes maybe yeah. to two. Yeah. Wait, what is it? Three hours? Here it is. Three hours and seven minutes down to 2.15, right? Two hours, 15 minutes. So that's huge. So now the, th the three sections now are verbal reasoning. There's 23 questions there. Quantitative reasoning, 21 questions. And then, of course, the new one, which is data insights. So I thought that was pretty clever of them to add to the test, right? Since data is a huge part of, of, of everything these days, right? And in MIT, it's even part of their application, you know, interpreting data and showing how you can can uh, can digest data and make it presentable for other people to understand. So it's becoming super, super important. And it, to me, it's kind of taking place the integrated reasoning, right? But I'm curious, you mentioned integrated reasoning, how well you did there. So based on the changes in the sections, right? So first of all, let's take verbal and quant. So those seem to be pretty much carried over from the old test, right? Is that is that right? Um, I, I would say that... Um... They, they they did some like minor change to towards the verbal questions but like the huge changes in like quantitative section because like they completely removed the data sufficiency um test from 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 the quant part and put it in the like, data insight instead right yeah so, okay. so yeah so so i think it's actually a very big change because like um for me, like when I was taking the, the GMAT classic, data sufficiency tends to be like this time saver for me because like I don't really have to calculate the math until I get the answer, right? Yeah, so data sufficiency would be my time saver, which uh, allows me to spend more time in quantitative section, in, in other quant problem solving question. Yeah, so, so, so taking this out, like had a huge, um, I think it, it increased difficulty in terms of like time management as well. Yeah, and 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 the the the, the slight change towards the I think both of the tests is, I think, the GMAT uh, really add some spice to it. I mean, like the question is like definitely a little bit more difficult. Like, um, um, I think. I, I have read a lot of like articles on like the GMAT focus, right? And um, many people say that the GMAT focus quant, they, 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 they try to add a length of the question to it. The, the question is lengthy and, 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 and it is a little, I would say a little bit more difficult to get into like the, the the actual answer like you have to do like extra computing step or like or like they put in like a lot of like not not a lot but they put in like extra hard quant problems in there yeah okay interesting yeah. okay yeah. so i'm told and then you can confirm or, or i'm sure you'll confirm this that the, there's no new question types but what it seems to be is they move some things around. Is that it, based on what you just said? Okay. Yeah. And yeah. then they made it a little bit more difficult. Is that right? And then reduced the amount of questions. Correct. That's correct. And and, and another thing for quant is like that's no more geometry. Uh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I always think that because like there's a lot of formula to um to 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 to, to remember, remember right? But right. I did found some geometry question that they frame it like an algebra questions. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I won't get into much detail, but like things are a little bit more complex. You can see from the percentile of the problem solving, like of the quant section, like it's not like 99 percentile for like 49, 50, 51, 51, right? So it's mm -hmm. like it's the, the it's skewed toward more left. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. And then did you, um, okay, so this is a good time to bring up, you know, the review section, right? So this is huge now that you yeah. can bookmark your questions and then go back and spend some more time on them later, yeah. right? So did you take advantage of that? Obviously, that's a game changer, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would say, like, I didn't take much advantage from it because, like, I, I was, I think I, I was still struggling with, like, the time management, but the the review section helped ease me a little bit better like when when i i was about to guess the answer ah, okay yeah yeah, yeah. So, so just uh, knowing it's there is enough to relieve the stress you might not use it but the fact that it's there if you need it right relieves the anxiety and allows you to keep going without actually needing to take the take, yeah, take yeah. So, so, so like if i cannot do some question like I, i'll i'll say like okay forget this move on I'll mark this and then if I have time, I will come back to see it later. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And then the other one of the other big things that you hear about now that, that I think is really important for a lot of people is you can now take the test in any order, right? So instead of sitting down and then following, you know, all the way through, you can choose how you want to take it. Yes. So what was your approach to that? I mean, did you know going in, you know, how you would do it based on your past experience? Did you sort of figure it out on the fly? How did you know how you were going to approach the the new focus exam? Um, I would say the GMAT focus is to me like it's a little bit more mentally challenging. Like so, so it requires more brain power, and I think like the fact that you can like choose the test order like in in whatever like form you like right like so so you can like do the quant first or verbal first then followed by another tool right i think it's it's you you have to manage this really well and you have to learn like how to manage the section based on your test performance like which can be done on like the practice test the mock test right yeah so i first begin with like so when I was taking my first GMAT, I was afraid of like data insights. So like I put it at the at 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 the to, to be like the last test in, in the last order. And like um I think that like I I I should so I didn't expect much about my quant score. Like I, I, I mostly rely on myself on like the verbal score because like I, I know I'm always bad at math, right? So, so I, I choose to do verbal first. And the tricky things in GMAT focus is like you can take only one break, like ten minutes break, only once. Like you have to, you, you can take it after the first sections, or like you, you can decide to take it after the second section, second section, right? Um, first time I did like two sections straight. I did verbal and then I did quant. And then I take a break. And after that, um, I take the, the, the data inside one. It turns out to be like um, not so good. 
um, because like I think that I, I at that time I underestimate the the mental challenge of the GMAT. Like I I, I was thinking that okay, um, if we if you finish the first sections, then you still have a brain power to do the second section, right? And I choose to do it right away. And I was so afraid of like the data inside. So so I decided I have to take a break first to clear my mind and to relax and then like to get back and do the data inside again. That's that is like totally wrong for me. Um because like um since it's mentally challenging, right? Uh I don't have much brain after I finish the verbal section, I don't have much brain power left to do the quant one. And I and I like I, I think like I, I do it so badly. Like my quant score at that time is like super, super bad because like it's much more difficult and like it requires a lot of brain power. Yeah. And and after that, I think after I take the 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 the, the, the second the, the quant section, I, I I did so so many wrongs and I think it screwed my momentum towards the the data inside one. Yeah. So essentially what you're saying is had you if you could do it again and you, you did take it twice, right? So maybe you did change it the second time. Okay, so so the second time you took the break, what after? Did you did you change the order that you took it and you changed the break as well? Yeah. Or did you keep everything the same and just move the break? Um I changed it like completely. Okay. So so um but but before I think before you approach the real exam, you should practice your breaks or like order strategy with right, the practice right. test first. Um, I and before my second exam, I did like completely like different approach to this. Um, I, I I just realized to myself that like I'm the slow starter one. Like um, I I I might not be the one who can like took like two tests in a row and then like be completely fine with it. So what I did is this time, um, I think like I practiced enough that like um, the the drain of power, the drain of energy won't affect me in the verbal section. So I decided to talk con first because it's my weakness. Yeah. Okay. okay. I didn't do that good on quant, but like I took a break after the quant to reset my momentum. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. please go yeah, ahead. So, so, so I would say it was like I, I, I was a little bit um, annoyed after I, I finished the the first quant section, but yeah. So the show must go on, right? So like I reset everything and like I I get right after with my like um, most promising section, which is verbal. Yeah. And since I I I. I did so well in data insights, like as I mentioned in the integrated reasoning, um, low energy doesn't didn't affect me at all. Like so, so I can still like continue the data insight part without like um, without any errors, like, like careless mistake being made. Yeah. So so like um, I, I put the data inside after verbal because I don't think energy management will affect me. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so and everybody obviously is going to have a different approach, right, based on what their strengths are or whatever. But 
I want to see if I can boil down sort of your advice there. So if you were telling somebody how, how to, your advice on taking the exam, it sounds like get the hard thing out of the way first. Is that right? Then yeah. take your break, right? Then take your break and then take the following two first. So get the break done as soon as possible after that first one. Yes. Okay, yes. fantastic. Okay. And then we've also, we, we keep dancing around this data insight. So I, I really, I want to ask you a lot about this because this is the new section, right? So I think it's kind of taken the place of integrated re reasoning that went away, right? I think this is the new sort of manifestation of, of you know, yeah. interpreting different yeah. types of data. So tell me, what's the difference between, you know, integrated reasoning, obviously you're looking at different charts and graphs comparing different, you know, sources of material, right? Data is a little bit different. Can you kind of give us an overview of this section? Mm. Okay. Um, so on the data insight part, like, um, so it's basically the integrated reasoning plus data sufficiency. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, like, I think based on my experience, I think they take the IR to the next level. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and the funny thing is like, they actually put the verbal like and combine it with data sufficiency so you would see like data sufficiency question that asks you not not on math but like ask you based on like your verbal skill like there would be like some critical reasoning to it and you have to read and comprehend the a chart passage and answer the based on like data data sufficiency format yeah. So they've got a little bit smarter about the way they ask the questions as well, then, right? Putting yeah. different things together, different skills. Okay, nice. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And and I think like um so since the the number of questions is increased, like when normally when you take IR, it's 12 questions, right? So it's so but like on 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 data insights, there's like 20 questions of like of 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 the of the questions and like um I would say, you won't believe it, like fr from a guy who always scored full mark in IR, I did it very badly when, when I do the first mock of, of, of the GMAT focus. Yeah, because time management is actually a thing. Like normally when, 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 when we say about like, you have 30 minutes to do the 12 IR question, it's like two, two and a, almost and a half minutes, right? But like when 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 they put um, the data inside into twenty question and you have forty five minutes, that's that's a little bit less than what you have for IR. Yeah, so the time management is quite tricky as well. the The question type is still the same. There's like four main types of the question plus data sufficiency, but they've taken it to the next level. I would say. Um, and then we talked about, let's see, gone as a sentence correction. That was, of course, a huge pain point for most people taking it. The AWA, the writing assessment. Was there anything else that, that, that's been removed? Um, nothing. No, that was it, right? I would like to highlight that um, the, the, in the verbal part, the, the CR question, I think the proportion of the question has changed and they introduced I would say a new question type that we haven't seen it before. Yeah. Okay. What yeah. is that? Um, so so on, on the on the CR type, like normally when you approach the team at Classic, they would say like uh, the major major question that they are asking is like 
strengthen, weaken, and assumption, right? But when I took GMAT focus last time, that's not much on like strengthen and weakening. Like there's a lot of like evaluate questions. There's a lot of the the assumption questions. And as well, like I haven't seen this type of question before. Like they are simply asking like directly, what is the conclusion of the chart passage? So, so it's basically like finding the conclusion in the CR question. Yeah. And then are you, did you find that more challenging to, and uh, I think it's gonna, gonna be very depending on who's taking the test, right? Some people would find that more challenging. Yeah, some yeah. So, so I think my background is like, I got a very good CR score since like I haven't practiced anything. Like, so I would say it's, it's kind of like a little bit more intuition for me for, for doing the CR test. It just happened to like fit my style of thinking. Yeah. Now you, you mentioned a couple of things. You said it was mentally challenging. You said, you know, the questions were harder. So I'm curious. I mean, obviously you did much better. You performed better on the GMAT focus, but it sounds like you missed the classic a little bit. Is that right? Is there anything from classic that you, that you miss or you felt you did better in or an all in all is, is focused the way to go? Um, I would say for me it would be like, um, the data sufficiency part in the quant because like I tend to perform better in data sufficiency and that's like helped bring my quant score up a little bit and okay. the things that another thing is I miss is like uh, so adding data inside part is like another things to prepare so 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 like that's not much of the material yet there's no one who can in the market who can actually teach the data inside part so so i think i i found it very like challenging for me like to to find a materials to find a good videos like so so it's i think everyone is still new to this and you you might have to figure it out like so many so many things by your own like even like um you cannot search the the practice question on gmat club like it's just not happening like no one bring it to a gmat club yet and no one can do the 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 do the answer for you like no i cannot read from anything yeah okay there's not a test like a a, a mock test that you can take yet of the new yeah there's got to be right there's this um so so gmac offered two free mock tests right okay oh, yeah. but you're talking about nothing to help you prepare okay and then, and then just, you know, for my information, you're, you prepare on your own, right? You don't use a service or anything. You've done everything on your own. Is that right? Um, I, 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 I used a tutor like okay. to, to okay. help me with the, the, the GMAT and, and, and so, so help me with GMAT quant and Wobo. I, I use both, but like, okay. um, right now, um, there's no one who can like confidently say that like, I have the way to conquer GMAT. Like, so basically data inside, I study on my own, like, um, and, and look at a lot of YouTube videos. Right, yeah, still very, very new, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, pretty soon people aren't gonna be having a choice, right? So GMAT focus will be obviously just GMAT, right? And the classic will go away, right? So, uh, but now I think the window is maybe till the end of February. I'm not sure, I don't think they've announced when the other test goes away. But I get this question all the time, and I had it at least twice last week, and I think maybe once the week before. But it's like, what, you know, people who have invested a lot of time in the GMAT mm -hmm. Classic already, right? So now they've got two options to choose from. 
So they're in a kind of a different situation from somebody who's never taken the test and now has two options, right? That person would probably go with a focus, right? But what would you say to these people who have been studying for the GMAT? And one client in particular, one person I've been speaking to has a really, I think, a solid GMAT classic score. Hmm. And his question to me was, what should I do now, you know, to, to improve my score? And my thing was, you know, try the GMAT classic, you know, one more time because you still have time to do it. And he still has a few more chances to take it and then pivot over to the GMAT focus just for, you know, just to see how you do. Would you say that's good advice for somebody who's already had a lot of investment in classic? Or would you have given different advice if they ask you that question? So I think it's it depends on like two, two things. Um, I think you have to look at your ESR and see what's your strength. Yeah. So as I mentioned before, like my strength is in CR, and I think I can improve RC faster than SC, like the sentence correction one. Like so, so that's one of the main thing that that I think that um, uh, I was gonna shift my focus to GMAT focus one, and as well as the the the, the IR score. Like so, if you if you happen to get like seven or eight on your ir score I, I would guarantee that you will do well with i would say like one to two weeks practice of just ir just just data inside alone because that's not much things change like it's just like cutting sentence correction you if you know rc or cr you, you practice it a lot and like math is just a little bit difficult so like so my quant score didn't change much, but but like the fact that they are bringing data inside to calculate the score like improved me a lot. I, I would say like simply shifting from GMAT Classic to GMAT Focus improved my score by sixty. By sixty points. Yes, sixty points. Okay. So okay, so so that's a nice segue into scoring, which is what I wanted to talk about too. So. Scoring, this is where I get really, really, it's confusing. And you and I have actually talked about this before, right? So yeah. it's all about percentile now because you can't, to me, the, the best analogy that I can think of is it's like trying to go from Celsius to Fahrenheit, right? I mean, it's not a one-to-one. So you've got to sort of do a little bit of math to figure it out. Um, so my, and, and this is what's going to be hard because your very good score, right, doesn't sound so good when you compare it to like the classic. So there's going to be that that period of transition where, yeah. People are trying to figure out what's what, right? And, and you know, the scale is actually different. I think you, you max, you go from what, 205 to 805 now? I mean, it's a different range. You know, I, I did a little bit of research and what they're trying to do is sort of, re, they're trying to create a real bell curve again, right? So the bell curve got thrown off as people got smarter in math, right? So they're trying to, to correct that. So the score is going to be a little bit different, but again, it's not one-to-one. So yeah. what I was, you know, people aim for, uh, you know, 700 in the classics mm-hmm. sort of seems to be the psychological thing that people aim for, right? People people are shooting for that. Once you get there, you you feel like you're sort of, uh, okay, I don't want to say you can quit necessarily, but that's kind of the, getting into safe territory. There's yeah. miles and miles between a 690 and a 700, right? Then it starts to yeah. get really, really incremental. So yeah. I figured out that the new, so a 700 on the classic is an 87 percentile, right? Yeah. And then when I went to GMAT's nice little chart and graph they do, you know, there is no 87%. So it falls between, I think, a 635 and a 645. 645 is actually a 90, the 90 percentile, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. You, I see you pulling it up. Are you pulling it up? Am I, am I getting my, my number right? Do I have it right? So, the, yeah, yeah, so yeah. If, you're, if you're aiming for a 700 in classic, so in GMAT focus, 
635, 645 is, is kind of where you want to be, right? Yeah. Yes. Correct. So when you got your score, okay, so the second time, and, and again, we're, you know, don't give out too much information, but you knew right then and there, right? Okay, done. You, you had done it, right? You said, okay, I'm, I, I can go back yeah, and so, start doing things that matter. So, go so, ahead. So, um, the, the, the score would be out in like, same as like GMAT Classic, right? Like they will be out at like, since when you submit the last section and then like, bam, it's appeared. But okay. like, um, you need to re remember the percentile as well, because like, let's say if you are getting like 645, it's not meant that you are getting 700. Like you, you have to look at your percentile and see that, okay, so this 635, 645 means 700 or, Six nine yeah. yeah 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 and and they don't give uh, they didn't give print out version of your score at the test venue they yeah. don't yeah they don't they don't they don't like that you you simply just like getting like this piece of paper like oh right okay yes yeah. yes it just okay. saw it just say that you oh they can okay yeah. explain what you're holding up yeah <laughs> explain what you just held up there okay so, so, <laughs> So this is basically the the, the, the printout that I received from the, the, the test center, right? It said nothing. It said that like you just finish the test and then your score will be available within three to five days. Like that's yes. no estimation, like print out like the GMAT classic one. Right, right. And then, and then their point to that was now you only have to wait three days before you get the official score report. And that's yeah. kind of been a head puzzler to me because there's no writing opponent. There's nothing like that. So it's like, I wonder why they're not, why they changed that. But I'm, I, I haven't really heard an answer. Oh, and, and I think one thing is like, you don't have to purchase for ESR anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yes. it will simply yes. deliver to you whether you want it or not. And you don't have to select the school before the test. Right. Okay. Yeah. So the, that was that way before, right? You, you didn't have to select before. You can yeah, always so in, in yeah. GMAT classic. You have to pick uh, which school do you want the score to be sent. But that's not mandatory, though, right? You you yeah. don't have to declare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you you can choose whether you want to cancel the score at the right. end or not. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, for sure. Why, but, why but, you but, to you still GMAT can do that. Okay. Yeah, but GMAT focus is totally different. Like, um, they won't send the score to you at first, you have to um, get into the portal and send the score by yourself. Like, and you have to do it within 24 hours or else they will charge you for it. Okay. And is that where you cancel as well? You, so you would go into the portal and then cancel then at that time if you can't do it at the testing center, is that right? Um, uh, I'm gonna have to look into that then. Yeah, yeah, you may have a look into that. I'll look but, but, <laughs> but, 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 but basically, like, they don't send any score to any school after the test. You choose to send it, and you choose maximum of six school, if I remember okay. correctly. Yeah. Okay, so and, what's and five? Or, or else you don't have to cancel because, like, it wasn't sent to anyone. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to look yeah. into that. Okay, thank you for bringing that to my attention. Nice. Okay, so I told you I wasn't going to keep you too long, but I do have, you know, one more question, a good question. Okay, okay. Uh, so if you had not moved to 
classic, excuse me, to focus? Had you continued on the path that you were on in classic? Do you feel that you would be able to stop taking the test now? So, so, so here's the bottom line, right? Did you understand my question? Would you have been, do you think you could have done with the classic what you finally achieved with the focus? I would say the, the sentence correction will always be my pain. Like, so, so, so I think like without cutting it, uh, without cutting the sentence correction part, like I would still be on, on the brink of like, like not so good score. And, and, and I would say like I didn't make a, a wrong choice when like shifting to GMAT focus, like it's, it's completely suit me more because like I love data insights like and and like I am much I I am much more confident in like CR and RC one. Fantastic. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm very happy, and I know you're very happy because now you can get back to what you're supposed to be doing, and that's concentrating on your application. That's right? Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna go let you do that right now. <laughs> Time to get back to work. <laughs> So, yeah. Chris, listen, thank you so much. I wish you a great round two. Okay, I'm so happy you have a score that you're happy about, you can live with, and you can submit with confidence, right? That feels really good to have that checked off the list. So congratulations on that. And again, thank you for coming and sharing uh, your insights with us. This is going to be helpful for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But, uh, so one last thing to, sure. to tell everyone is I think – um, the GMAT focus would be a little bit more difficult for people who is not familiar with the um, business context, because like the data insight part is like it's it's all about graph and data interpretation. Like so, um, the, the things that I want to suggest you is like to maybe you have to get familiar with the data. You have read you have to read like the passage that like that that they're doing the data analysis like they are showing the graph and like try to trying to understand more because like i would say the gmat focus is more on like intuitive side like like i'm i was lucky because like i was in the business field for mm -hmm. seven years but like I, I don't think it's like undoable like so so like so so everything can 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 be can be achieved like with i, I would say like a, a full focus like on um trying to expose you to data trying to expose you to like new readings like i would say like it, it could be done like not that hard and it sounds to me like it's just how you strategize right strategy is a big part of this right how yeah. you take the test how you use the correction how you use your breaks things like that so i think that's a really great takeaway from this conversation yeah. so again so thank you very much i appreciate it okay good luck to you and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, thank you, thank you everybody for listening. We'll see you next time on Insights. Goodbye, everyone.